This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, league lovers and climate deniers, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, T.F. Mutt, Cedric has been sump A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the sound of a man who fervently believes peace, love and understanding can only be achieved by following the greatest game of all. That man is the sumpster camped in the bludging on the blindside, soundproof love-in lounge here at the ABC Grandstand HQ. Australia, welcome to another bludge. It's H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. Oh, I don't have to say it, do I? You all know it. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport has been barely enough. Now, Blindside is obviously in a long list of league mag imbroglios this week. Last Sunday's events in Townsville rocked the rugby league world with that dreadful result, which I'll never mention again. My colleague in league, Mr. R.R. Slaven, qualified for an extensive rugby league loss leave bonus payment. But instead of bludging on the government handout, he is here today to offer comfort and kindness to Tiger people and league lovers everywhere. His initial comments were, to me, when the tragedy in Townsville unfolded were simply, no words, HG, no words. And despite the social media pylon claiming he was gutless and would not show today, he is here today in the blindside soundproof booth rocking the Crimea war look that backdoor Benny Elias made popular on the Origin sideline all those years ago in homage to Tiger people and their continual suffering at the hands of the volandous administration of the NRL. The look, of course, is familiar to all league lovers. It's the bandage around the head, the red stuff on the ewes, the swollen cheek and the missing teeth. Let me say at the top of the spray that he is raw, still processing the FNQ schmozzle and feels all supporters' pain, no matter who they support. While he is not admitting that the league is dead to him, he is saying to me privately and to you publicly that the game is in the back of the ambulance hooked up to the tubes and the sirens are blaring. We are, we are, we are. Get out of the road. Now, he is fronted, as you would expect, to show that league fans are not like the idiots, the morons and the clowns who created the black hole for the code at Queensland Country Bank Stadium last Sunday. He has come to the bludge today with a message of hope. And should this case go to court, and what fascinating hearing it will be when the Tigers v the NRL, he's prepared to give evidence from what he saw and what he believes to be the facts in the case. I blame, as many do, many have spoken to me privately, many have got in touch with me through Twitter and sent me, in fact, I got 10 letters this week about it, 10 letters. Many uh, blame the man of feathers, Peter Volandis. And, you know, if I blame the Peter Volandis, and as I've just detailed, I'm not alone. 
Hundreds of thousands of ordinary Australians are blaming Philanders. It's all very well for feathers to hobnob with a queen, knowing which knife to use for the fish, staying in touch with a palace by sending worthless trinkets, thinking about big matches stateside and worrying about whether Bruno Mars roll-up will dent the Everest crowd. But Philanders, people are sniggering. Ordinary, hard-working, dare I say thanks very much, Bubby, outstanding Australians on their way to work are cracking up and cacking their decks around the water cooler thinking Volantis is a joke and he's joined the joke army. Feathers, as far as I'm concerned, has assumed the sneezeby position, i.e. asleep at the wheel. People have had enough. And it's not, well, you know, it's not only the rugby league faithful who would not be seen dead listening to a program like this, but members of the public who just happen to see the match on TV, say in the news feeds, or as they spend their Sunday afternoon, they are outraged at the endless G-ups and harmless hijinks and then outrageous hijinks of the code. Notice so far in the bludge, not a peep about or a squeak about the uh, manly jumper fiasco that has reduced Four Points Park to a smoking shambles with police rescue crews combing the rubbish looking for signs of life. More to come on the ruins of rubble and later in the show. Elsewhere, the attractive Make Room For Me, Face of Rugby League, was on show all week, really, especially last weekend. The Fikinane head clash sent Critter Crichton straight to the cosmetic surgeon's waiting room. Dale, uh, well, you know, he scored two weeks on the plastic chairs for the collision. I mean, that's something could go to court in itself. Uh, elsewhere uh, in league, the gouge got a run. Bulldog Corey Fingers in Waddell was sent to the judiciary for a very old-style grope around uh, Tino the Titans' skipper, Eye Socket. No idea how far he got in from the pictures. It looked as though the dog was into the second knuckle. <sighs> you know, for fingers, it's uh, a few on the plastic. For, I think he got five on the plastic. And last night, last night, ah, the highlight of the week was the spear tackle in the Panthers for Eels. A magnificent Cleary off for the spear tackle on Dylan Brown. And don't tell me they can't use that images of that as promotion material for the game in America. They love that sort of gear. No helmets, no pads. Get them by the cruets and drive them into the ground. That's what they like. Now, blindsiders, in the placid waters of last week's bludge, I delib- uh, there was a deliberate mistake uh, and is spotted by many listeners with the sharper ear. I confused former saint and on the couch maestro Nick Rewold with the singing tiger and close relative Jack Rewold. I can only say the pressure at this time of the season, you see, I've, I've just outlined the pressure. I mean, the pressure is enormous. Has caused the error, and I, hopefully it won't happen again. Internationally, the Commonwealth Games exploded into life in Birmingham. Australia can clean sweep in medals in so many events, so many medals, so little space in the green and gold hip pocket. More on that later. Uh, Australia will destroy the pool, already has. I think we've got three and three, at least a couple of times, and lots of gold. I think we're up to eight gold already. So many medals, so little space in the green and gold hip pocket, and Australia can destroy that pool completely, and it looks very quick in lane eight. If anybody's thinking about uh, maybe slowing up in the heats, lane eight is your target. But what a wonderful opening night uh, celebrating everything great about Birmingham. You know, I can't think of a lot of great things about Birmingham, but they found three. They found uh, Duran Duran, Piggy Blinders and Cars. Well, I mean, I suppose you could go to lots of places in Australia and be lucky to get that uh, trifecta together. And speaking of trifectas, with the horse's birthday tomorrow, punters everywhere can draw a line under the proceedings of the year. Just past that is now cracked, box and buried, and look forward to a spring carnival with confidence. But before the sun sets, can I send a shout out to Biblos Boy, the nation's oldest active racehorse, the 12 year old Farewell, the uh, 
while the world are racing with a final tilt at Corowa last Monday. He came fourth and snared a purse of 1,250 large. Uh, he just missed the placings by a nose. It was his 76th start and had, well, from my point of view, my perspective, be on me uh, next time written all over it. Sadly for B-Boy, ah, well, there'll be no next time. He's got a face mandatory retirement. Uh, punters would have loved to have seen Biblos go out a winner, but it wasn't to be. And speaking of horses leaving us today, I'm very tear in my eye, Flowmeter. Flowmeter might be up to 126 starts in the South Australian area. Uh, it's got to hang up the gloves, hang up the hoof. And uh, have some hay. Now to get the blindside barge away from the wharf for another week, it's time to ask a man, remember he's dressed as Betty Elias for this particular spray, who gave the world the voice of hope. He's going to step up to the mic for another spray. The voice of hope belongs to the man who packs the lunchbox of hope, rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, happy rugby league, although I say that in such muted tones this week. Can we get the bludging bunny in motion for another week simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, Simon Ed! Yes, uh, thank you very, very much, uh, H.G. Nelson, and happy rugby league to you. And happy rugby league to all decent, dreaming, hard-working league-loving Aussies who celebrate inclusion and diversity and respect the rule of law. Those Aussies. Those few. But... Our Commonwealth Games team, I think they were magnificent in the opening ceremony in Birmingham. That RM Williams gear, everything about it just looked simply outstanding. Mm -hmm. There was none of that try-hard, you know, too much colour from a lot of your busted backdoor nations, can we say. I think the Australians looked classy. They looked decent, they looked hard-working, they, they looked as if they were there to do the business, and they are. I was very, very proud. I just stood totally to attention as they came in. It was incredible. The numbers. and The numbers. They, the, they looked as though and they... stopped for a little while to take a, a group selfie, which was fantastic. Sure, it held up someone else, but it didn't matter. Oh, no, no, it's great. It was their moment. Yeah. And no Rossies. Mm, they were. They were letting the world know, the Commonwealth world know, that we were here. Mm-hmm. And by golly, aren't they? You're right. Eight medals already. Eight gold. Eight gold, yeah. It's just embarrassing. <sighs> I tell you what's annoying, though. New Zealand have got three. Well, that's not right. Thanks. That's hey, not I right. I put it better myself. That's not right. Uh, I hope they're being challenged in the courts. Of arbitration. Yep. CIS. Now, I, uh, I watched the Neighbours' final show, and uh, to be frank, I felt insulted. I felt insulted. Not one reference to rugby league. No. Not one. No. You know, I, 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 I toughed it out. I watched the whole bloody 90 minutes. On the off chance, there might have been a fleeting reference to the greatest game of all. Not one. Not one. Yeah. <sighs> Wouldn't it be great to see Harold in a shirt? Well, well yes, just, just someone. Know, someone, you know, just, just, just someone wearing yeah. a, yes, wearing we... a, a, a Broncos Guernsey or that manly Guernsey everyone's talking about. And, and a question, maybe, what are you wearing, Harold? Well, yeah, what's that, and then Harold? Explain the Harold? Yeah, it's an inclusion thing. Yeah. <laughs> Where but, can I get uh, it? You know, I, I've never really watched the show much over the years. I mean, I can recognise a few people. I recognised um, Guy Pierce. No, I didn't know him. Oh, fair enough. I know Guy Pierce, but yeah, I, 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 didn't know I wasn't familiar show. with the character. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't no know idea. what he did in the show. No idea. No idea. I got no the shock idea. of my life when he turned up. Oh well, well. Mm. No, no. 
but... Um, oh, Dr. I, Carl, you'd recognise? Oh, yeah, I recognise Dr. Carl. I recognised um, Des. Des? Uh, Des used to be with Daphne, I think. Didn't see Daphne. Uh, Toadie, I recognise. Oh, well, yeah, but Everyone I... knows him. Mm. Harold. Uh, yeah, Harold. Uh, Annalise the Poet, I remember her. Was she in it? I don't think so. No, it would have been great to get her back. I know, it would have been fantastic. That's Kimberly Davies, I yeah. think. Yeah, she was fantastic. She was a great uh, character. Uh, verse was just outstanding. Yes, wonderful. On a par with W. H. Auden. Um, yeah, Charlene, I recognised her. Um, I missed Henry. I don't know who Henry is. Henry was Charlene's brother. <laughs> so you know a fair bit about it. I guess I do. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. yeah. Would you like to see Doctor Carl get his own show? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see the Eye of the Storm team. Go down and, Go down and with interview Carl. Yeah. And would it be, you know, the Ramsey Street surgery? Let's call it that as yeah, a show. Yeah, yeah. And Dr. Carl, patient yeah. after yeah. patient, problems. Sure. I mean, there's, there's people that watch it. Oh, they certainly would. Uh, Justin Langer to join the Channel 7 commentary team. This is great. Uh, I, I've always been fascinated by uh, the thoughts of Justin Langer and, and to, and to uh, get an immediate response to what he's seeing yeah. is just going to be fantastic. Like the Wicked. A real... Yeah, real innovation. Well done, Channel 7. It's not often I take my hat off to Channel 7, but in this instance, just to have someone of the calibre of Justin Langer in the box with uh, with Flem, for example. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. And with uh, Ricky Ponting, imagine mm-hmm. those two together. I know, stories. It's, it's uh, you know, tantalising to think I'm about right. it. Ricciardo, uh, ninth in France, Norris, fourth. Oh, man, what's going on there? Now, Aussie all-rounder Talia McGrath now has a T20 average of 247. That's astonishing. That's astonishing. Um, it's looking good for gold in Birmingham with our cricketers, with our women's team. Yeah, 247. Is she any relation to Glenn McGrath? Oh, it would be. Let's say she is. Yeah. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. How proud must he be? Yeah. 247. 247 average. David Warner walks away from the BBL for a new T20 competition in the United Arab Emirates. This sounds good. This sounds really good. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening with our BBL. I didn't notice Mitchell Stark will not be playing the BBL. I don't know who is going to be playing the BBL, to be honest. Well, Travis Head. Travis, is he playing the BBL? Yeah, he's going to play the BBL. Is that confirmed? No, I just made that up. Yeah, there. well, I don't think he is. Now, Andrew's... Uh, oh, hang on a minute. Is that bloke, that Romanian spinner who they Oh, heard? yeah, he's... he's, he's, he's yeah, I don't know he, his he's name. Pencilling. I don't know his name, but he's great. Yeah. Unusual action. Yeah, very Romanian unusual. Romanian style. Yeah, that's right. Andrew's uh, Aussie Celtics defeat Norwich to blot with the Norwich coach or manager saying Andrew's team could, you know, they're, they're right up there. They could, they could be playing Premier League. That's what he reckons. Big rap. That's big a rap. very big rap. Yeah. Very big grab. That must be a friendly, though, surely. It was. Oh, yeah. It was. Uh, a tearful Nick Kyrgios withdraws from the Atlanta ATP tournament. Uh, sadly, with a knee injury, he was most upset about it. I certainly hope he can get his act together for the next uh, major, which will be the US Open, I guess. Now, hang on. He was in shoulder trouble. He, in, uh, yeah, I know. He's got, well, he lives with that. Jab. He lives with that. He yeah, lives with that. so the, he's the, looking the, for new injuries to get knee, his mind yep, off the shoulder. Yep, the knee is new. Now, the Shark has announced that the Saudi show will be here next year. Can't wait. 
Can't wait. I oh, love that Saudi, that Saudi show. Um, and it was good to see the shark uh, having a round uh, with the former president of the United States that this week. Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, that did was fabulous. Did they look good together? Yeah, I know. Yeah. They're really, you know, eyes on the same sheet. Or talking. Singing. Singing from the same hymn sheet, yeah. Now, uh, Liz Cambage, she's walked out on the LA Sparks citing issues. I don't know what the future of, is going to be for Liz. I don't think there are too many teams that would like to have her at this stage. So uh, just watch this space, I suppose. I hope she can sort out what these issues are and rectify the issues. Uh, now, four players, that is four players and three coaches from our Commonwealth uh, Lawn Bowls team have come from the one club, Cabramatta. Cabramatta. Wow. Isn't that an, astonishing? Astonishing. So they're doing something right at the Cabramatta bloody bowling club. Yes. Mm. If you want to know about bowls, if you want to represent, mm. join the Cabramatta bowling club. Uh, really go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, I have had more worries with bowling. I, I, I thought uh, bowls was in trouble. It's not. Bowls is going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Australian bowls are now... Arguably some of the best in the world. And some of the best in the world are at Cabramatta. Go and have a look. And I think you can... Uh, you can uh, See them on TV? You, well, I think you watch them from your car. Just sit in the oh, car you park you and uh, watch them go around. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Of course, a wonderful week for the greatest game of all. Kevin Proctor sacked by the Titans for vaping at half-time in the toilet during the loss to Canterbury. He wasn't playing. He was just sitting in the vaping. toilet. Sitting in the toilet vaping at half time as you would. Oh, I don't know if it's a sackable offence, to be frank. You know, Stomp used to have a bunger at half time. Well, a lot of people did. A lot of people did. Yeah. It was nothing unusual to light up half time. You know, a lot of players did. Benson did. Oh, on the wing there. Yeah. Benson was going on yeah, the sideline there. Yeah, yeah. While he was playing. Mick would say, yeah, you're right. And remember Puig Bear, yeah. he used to roll them while yeah. the scrum was being formed. He'd roll himself a durry, light up, and then feed the scrum with a durry in his hand. Skilled. Wonderful. Mm, I know. Real entertaining mm. players, they were. Mm. No, I, I think he's been ripped off, Kevin Proctor. In fact, if I was Kevin Proctor, I'd get legal advice. <laughs> legal advice. I mean, I'm sure there's nothing in his contract that says that you can't vape, have a little vape or blow blow something in the toilet at halftime if you're not playing, even if you were playing. Excuse me, Case, you just got to go to the toilet for a banger. Okay. Yeah, off you Okay, shoot. Brock, See you oh, in 20 minutes. Yeah, see you in 20 minutes, Brock. Now, lots of talk about the uh, manly jersey. Uh, I thought it tasteful and discreet. And most importantly, it didn't draw any attention away from the principal sponsor, Sportsbet. It remained absolutely prominent. Front and centre. Front and centre was Sportsbet. And it got me thinking, HG, I I turned my thoughts to the Apostle Matthew. Oh, yeah, that guy. And he said, I'm quoting Matthew here verbatim, uh, no one can serve two masters. You cannot serve God and money. Wow, is that Matthew? That's Matthew, and he's wrong. He's dead wrong. You know, part of me says, my feeling is, if the apostles were around and with us today, 
Most of them would be using sports bet. <laughs> you would. reckon? I not, reckon. Not points bet? Oh, they might. They might experiment. But, but, uh, Neds? Yeah, believe of those, yeah. But uh, sports bet, they, they, they'd have no trouble with that. Yeah. You mean they could handle the app? Certainly could. Certainly right. could. Now, uh, Ashley Klein has been stood down, quite rightly. The Tigers-Cowboys farce, of mm. course. I couldn't believe what I saw. I could not believe it, nor could any rugby league-loving, decent, law-abiding Australian. It was trashed. The law was trashed. I'd sack him, I'd sacked a lot of them. I'd sacked a lot of them. All of those with whistles, those prima donnas. I'd let the touchies have a go. Touchies don't cheat. Make of that what you will. This is episode 927 of Songs of Praise and Glory, the hymns of Rugby League. This week's selections by Craig Bellyache Bellamy are heard in living stereo on Bludging on the Blind Side. So we go to the events of last Sunday in Townsville, Roy. Uh, look, yeah. It's just staggering, isn't it? Unfathomable, now, really. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, no, completely fathomable, but it requires a, a court of law. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because yep. the latest is that apparently after toing and froing, the West Tigers have hired one of Australia's leading silks, yes. who is part of the Jack DeBellin legal team. Right. I'm not sure many how many were on the Jack DeBellin legal team. Maybe no about idea. 15. Yeah. Uh, when he challenged uh, the NRL no-fault stand-down rule in a bid to overturn the result of their controversial game against the Cowboys. Mm. So that's what the court case is. They've hired a leading silk to tackle the problem of last Sunday. Yassine Sharif SC, who was one of the biggest hitters, according to this, uh, according to Sneesby's paper, hitters in uh, Sydney's legal fraternity, has been engaged by the Tigers as they await a report from the NRL on the closing stages of last Sunday's game in Townsville. Okay. How yes. long do you think they'll have to wait uh, till about uh, November the first? Well, I reckon yeah, two thousand twenty-five. Yeah. I was going to say, Cup Eve, they'll release yeah. the uh, report. Yeah. The movie's seen as the most significant yet from the Tigers to have the comp- two competition points stripped from the finals-bound Cowboys after Valentine Holmes kicked off, kicked an after-the-siren penalty to, uh, you know, obviously win the game. It's been well documented. NRL head of football, Graham Ansley, has acknowledged that the decision from the bunker official actually kind to penalise... Asu Kapoa for obstructing uh, Kyle Felt after the short kickoff was wrong, but defended the right of the Cowboys to use the captain's challenge to play. Now, there's a lot of dispute about that last bit, isn't there? There is. Roy. There is. You know, can you put emotion aside? And I ask you this knowing that mm. it is a difficult day for you. Mm. You know, obviously, you know, the sedatives have enabled you to come to work today. Sure. Just. Sure. Are you able to tease this out with some degree of certainty with regard yeah. to the facts. As I, I know you'll be speaking in court when this I case will. comes. I will. And what will you be saying? What's the thrust of your argument? Okay. The ball was kicked off in the final seconds. The ball was caught in the final seconds and the whistle blown to end the game. End of story. There was no uh, decision to be challenged. No, no decision. By the Cowboys. By the Cowboys captain. Captain's challenge. Challenging what? There was nothing to challenge. Uh, 80 minutes. It was just a fishing exercise. Mm. Just, just you know, we don't think, we think something was wrong there. Can you get the bunker to look at it? But the game's over. 
so I, I, I think uh, this will stand up in court and I think the Cowboys will be stripped of their two points and uh, the Balmain Tigers will be uh, lifted from the bottom of the competition, as it should be. I thought they, they had an outstanding game. I thought it was an outstanding game of rugby league. Mm. I thought rugby league stood up that day and showed itself to be the magnificent spectacle it can be. Mm-hmm. It was just smudged, buggered, stuffed up by the bunker and co, Klein in particular, in that last two seconds. Now, in the uh, second uh, state of origin this year, there was an incident where the bunker interfered with the play when nothing... Nothing appeared to be... Well, nothing was called for by anybody. No. Including the central umpire. Yeah. Or central referee. Yeah. Uh, so the touchies didn't say anything, the central no. referee, but the bunker decided to get involved. Yeah. Now, is that a case that happened again here, do you think? Uh, is the, the bunker just thought, oh. No, 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 but the bunker was called on on this occasion okay. by by the uh, the whistleblower in the middle uh, because the captain had made a challenge. Mm-hmm. But I question the legality of the captain's challenge. Yeah, no, I understand that. Because understand that. there was no, nothing to challenge. Yeah. The referee hadn't, hadn't yes, blown up anything. A penalty. There was hadn't no penalty it. given. Yeah, yeah. So they couldn't. It was just the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> well, this takes us in a brave new world it of does. refereeing, doesn't it? Does. It, it does. Now, I had to go to mixed But you're right. That, that state of origin, if the bunker can just willy-nilly get yeah. involved, yeah. then forget it, walk away. The game's finished. Now. It's all over. I was taken by comments. I think they appeared in a, maybe a Joey John's column about oh, yes. the person who invented the bunker concept. Right. He said it should never be used in the play-by-play occasions. It can only be used in the manner that you describe where there's a captain's challenge or there's something. There's some dispute. Mm, some dispute. You now, want something, the referee didn't see the grounding or what have correct, you. Correct, correct. And correct. so well, you want that clarified. Yeah. Yes. Former referee's boss, Michael Stone, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a person to go out on a limb. He's not no, a person no, to. not me. W- willy-nilly to get involved in things, described the farcical events at the match as the biggest, quote, smother job. I've not heard this term connected with rugby league before. The biggest smother job by league officials in over 30 years. Wow. Now, Stone, obviously, State of Origin Grand Final record, couldn't remember a bigger fiasco. His last, uh, he went back to 1990s. Yes. I can't believe what I saw on Sunday and how the NRL then tried to cover its tracks. Well, that's no surprise there, Mick. Of course they're going to cover their tracks. It's a smother job, plain and simple. They're making up the rules as they go. That's yes, your point. that's my point, yep. Now, here we go. It reminds me of the Dragons-Shark game in around uh, 1990 when the Dragons coach, Brian Smith, asked officials if the ball was rolling near the dead ball line and his fullback had a foot out of play and touched it, would it be a 20-metre tap? As the rules stood then, yes, they were changed very quickly after the game and he was right. But when it happened on the field, the ref ordered a line dropout instead of a 20-metre tap. Yes, which changed the game. I remember clearly. Yes. I know, you were screaming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, of course, the Sharks It was a howler, a howler. (laughs) I mean, the the bunker was designed to stop the howler, not create the howler. Well, they, they want to, no, I agree, I agree, absolutely agree. Now, Smith got his captain to lodge an official complaint on the field and all hell broke loose. The league went into damage control, make up a bunch of excuses, and we're seeing the same here. That's beautifully remembered from Mick. When the referee blew the whistle on Sunday, the game was over, and that's why he blew the whistle. Yeah. The Cowboys jumped up and down, and the, and the referee didn't have a clue what to do, so he went to the bunker. Yeah. 
Ashley Klein had no idea, took the soft option of giving the Cowboys a penalty for a blatant dive. No, dot, 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 no common sense. Yes. For the NRL to say the game wasn't over and the Cowboys could launch a captain's challenge is pure fantasy. Fantasy, exactly. Fantasy. So he summed it up beautifully. Yep. And they do not admit they've got the challenge wrong. It yep. should not have been a penalty. It's a complete farce. Sadly, we have learnt little in 30 years. Yes, well, there you are. I really well, I'll tell you what, a court's going to decide this. I know. And I hope Mick Stone is prepared to go into court as a witness, as am I, and he, as have many, many thousands of, of rugby league-loving people who respect the rule of law. And Mick in his TNT? Yes. Now, he said he really couldn't believe what he was watching. I felt for the Tigers they were dudded. They were dudded, So yes. a smother job and dudded. No, all more than that, rugby league was dudded. Oh, true, true that. I mean... Yeah, rugby league. Rugby du- league was done. Rugby league was made to look stupid. stupid. It was held to the lowest. Yes, bar possibly, That's not right. the highest. No, bar possibly. No, it looked unprofessional. It just looked stupid. It did. And are you surprised by and, the? And I, that hurts me. Yeah, I know. Yeah, when know. the greatest game of all is hurt, is hurt by stupidity. Is bruised. <laughs> is bleeding. Is mm. buggered. Uh, I know. I know. I know. Anyway. You know, are you do? You, how close do you think it is to the end? Uh, well, I mean, they got over the nineteen ninety problem. Do you think? Uh, we can well, get over again? look, what I'm calling for is leadership. Oh no, don't don't get me started on leadership. Leadership. I want someone from the rugby league to stand up and say, "We made a mistake. We're taking the two points from the Cowboys, giving it to the Tigers. Let's move on." The Blinkered Knights of Balaclava podcast, Stuffed, is a 16-parter charting the romance of the history of the Knights since King Cyril III of Warsaw got the crew together all those years ago. Stuffed, heard weekly on Bludging on the Blind Side. You know, it's funny you point to, to moments in history where these things start unravelling at a great rate. And one place that I think it started unravelling was remember where the Parramatta Eels had to play a match in Darwin? It might have been against the Titans. I might be wrong about that. Yeah. And they got into trouble with love at first flush incidents in the uh, oh, yes. community toilet. Now, they had no rule about this, no. but they thought for safety's sake they'd find the offending Parramatta player. Mm. I use that word offending in the yes, commas, yeah. Parramatta player, yeah. $5,000. Right. And I think I'm, you know, why? Why? On what basis are you making yeah. that? Well, they came up with some half-baked, you know, bringing the game bringing into the game into But no one saw it. No. Now, we come to the next one, which is the NRL has handed Victor Radley a suspended 5000 fine after, remember, of course, the 5000 wasn't suspended in the Darwin case, I think. Now, uh, 5000 fine after the Roosters star made a lewd gesture in a state of origin too that was beamed at millions of rugby league viewers. Right. Uh, Radley has a reputation of toughest players on the field and Larrikin offered, although he's, the latest instance with Lambassador has been in poor taste. Poor the taste, nine broadcast yeah. cameras panned to Radley in the sheds after the Blues' 44-12 to 12 win last month, prompting the lock to mimic an explicit act yes. on teammate Joseph Suwali. Yes. The NRL ruled that Radley had bought the game in disrepute but only meted out a suspended fine given it was unclear whether Radley was aware his actions were being beamed to a live television audience. Yes. His club had chosen not to contest the decision. Right. 
I think we talked about this at the time. That, we did. That what happens in the dressing room stays in the dressing room and a camera shouldn't be there unless it's the eye of the storm Correct. who know what to league and yeah, what to look at yeah. and what to drop out. Now, uh, Radley, of course, has been kicked off planes and, uh, you know, handed bans for, you know, tackling people in the street and so on. Anyway, NRL CEO Abdo mm-hmm. uh, was sufficiently concerned about the Rad- Radley's growing rap sheet to take a rare move of scheduling a face-to-face meeting with the lock. Did he? Okay. Now, that must have been a fascinating meeting. I, it'd make a great play. Yes. And I'll give you an idea. We are a sport. This is Abdo. We are a sport. We are humans. We are all passionate people and, make, and passionate people make mistakes. I've always find it useful to try and engage with everyone to understand the specifics of the situation and work together to make sure we keep getting better. The one thing we all have in common is we all love rugby league. We're passionate about the sport and we want to take it forward. People make mistakes and we learn from them and move on. Now, what I like here is he wants to under- engage with everyone to understand the specifics of the situation. Mm. <laughs> I can't ex- no. That's gob- I that, gobbledygook. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? That, that's meaningless. Rubbish. That's, that's the sort of rubbish. It's, it's not only killing rugby league, it's killing language. <laughs> I know. Isn't it? I know. So... It is, gets tricky here, though, yeah, doesn't it? Because, mm. you know, I, I've got the, the lovely other story about um, Toby Rudolph. Well, it's a shame because these things stop us talking about the great things that have happened this week, to have gouging back. I know. Well. Who'd have thought? Now, can I just finish this off and yes. then we'll get to that? So what happens is Toby Rudolph, who we've talked about before, he's got a great sense of humour, he's a yeah. bit of a larrikin, yeah. he often says the, unintentionally the wrong thing. Right. So uh, he he comes out obviously supporting the inclusion of uh, you know uh, all people to want to play want to play, participate in you know obviously yes. rugby league full stop. Good. So he says sexuality is very fluid. I, I've I've been out and kissed many gay men, kissed many straight women, and kissed many gay women. Right. I'm not a one stop shop. A one stop shop. Okay. That's his position. Right. Love is love, and, lo- and I love to share it with everyone. You could say I'm open to both genders, but only attracted to one of them. Rudolph, you may remember, landed in hot water during a post-match interview at the start of last year when he quipped about plans to get drunk and uh, in the pub and try and pull something. Anything will do. <laughs> right. right. At the time, the so one he's I... pretty Catholic in his tastes. Before, <laughs> yeah, I think that's what we're talking about. He's yeah. very inclusive. Right. Now, at the, too, almost too inclusive. <laughs> now, at the time, the off-the-cuff remark was seen as disrespecting women, but Rudolph said he was uh, prepared to try his luck with either sex. Right. At the time. Okay. At the moment of the interview, I ne- never said women. Teammates of the Sharks, as well as a lot of friends at South Sydney and Cronulla host, tom- who host, Cronulla host tomorrow night, mm. all say, I hope that's right, by the way. Uh, yes, yeah, sh- Sharks and Rabbits, yes. Yep. Um, host tomorrow night. They say he's the life of the party and, and love him for it. Right. So, oh, not well, a one-stop shop. Yeah. Can you unpack that? I, 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 I don't know what a one-stop shop is. No, no I get it. In this instance. Yeah. I, I, I just don't understand. Now we can come to your topic. I don't understand. But... See, can I... Can look, I... I'm uncertain that we need to know a lot of this sort of stuff. You know, I just like the players to play rugby league. Yeah. I don't really need to know what they're, what they get up to in their private life. You know, if it's a toilet tryst, I'd rather not know. No. 
<laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I where I get involved yeah. is when the rugby league think it's finable, yeah. where it's actionable. Sure. You know, so they're going to probe but around the bedrooms. To and, yeah, yeah, that's right. Style. Bedrooms and, you know, yeah. toilets and all that, back of cars and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But what they offer instead mm. is the opportunity for you and all your mates to be involved in spear tackles. Yes. Concussions, mm-hmm. I mentioned this already, head yeah. clashes, yeah. and uh, obviously gouges. That's yeah. your point. That's the my great point. things of rugby league were all on display this week. The yeah. gouge. The gouge. And yeah. you were Ireland saying, had gone forever. I didn't yeah. think we'd ever be talking gouging again, yet here we are. Up to the second knuckle. Up to the right second in. knuckle, yes. And we know the. I, I didn't see the storm incident uh, against the Warriors last night. Uh, but two are on report out of that. Two are on gouging. report. Yeah. But only one gouge came from oh, that right. game. right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, I, Gee, it's I've got, a long time since we've had two gouges in a game. I can't. I don't know if that's ever happened. No, I just hope you Bevel haven't. No, I, <laughs> I just hope you haven't set a challenge for people this weekend. Yeah. But you see, this is what the irony of it is: is that if you were a family somewhere, would you yeah. necessarily think, "Oh, rugby league"? But that's for that's my for kid. Me, yeah. yeah. Look at what's happened this week. Mm. Dud result. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Obviously, Tigers ripped off. Spear tackles. Spear tackles and gouging. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. love to. Mm, All it's missing is a mystery biter. <laughs> Want a bank that understands your needs? The needs of a rugby league supporter? Clemmer Bank ATMs are now located wherever you see a black dot across Australia. For the dot closest to you, see bludging on the blind side. Uh, yes, now, obviously... Um, Just before you get there, Asia, yes, Dave in Sydney is saying, re-Kevin Proctor vaping, both Cliffy Lyons and Chicka Ferguson were known for lighting a gasper at half-time in the change rooms. For mine, it was better than Oranges and their games flourished. Wow, that's a big call. That is a big you call. You mean in the second half? Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, good for, good for two tries. Never Ferguson. picked in a test. Never picked in a test, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he used to have a bugger at half-time. Cliffy Lyons always did, yeah. They were the days. <laughs> Different times. Different times. But mm. who's to say it was any better? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> this worries me a little bit. Uh, it was It's women in league round. Yes. And uh, this got sort Is of... Is that this round? Yeah, this, this weekend. Round. Okay, It got good. derailed a little bit by the jumper problem, but... Uh, right. Yeah, the manly jumper problem. Right. But... Um, Rugby League has fired a shot, this according to the Murdoch papers, mm. has fired a shot at netball, brazenly declaring its intention to become the number one women's sport in Australia. Now, gee, uh, netball at the moment is the greatest participation sport in Australia. It is by far. There's hundreds of uh, people today will be playing netball. Oh, thousands. Uh, yes, thousands, sorry, thousands. Yeah. And on hundreds of courts yeah. is really what I wanted to say. Yeah. Now, if they're going to be, where are these? We don't have the facilities. We don't. We just don't. We don't. There's, we're there aren't to, enough rugby league grounds in the in the country. We're going to have to build special buildings, yeah. the size of a rugby league thing, and stack, you know, pitch after pitch after pitch yeah. on top of each other to fit them all in. Uh, Volandis, the man of feathers, said the women's game uh, was at the top of his list as he addressed the crowd that gathered for the launch of the Women League Round. We want to be the number one female sport in Australia. Netball is at the moment, but we want to beat them. We have to start at the bottom and we have to invest and we have to uh, have the uh, the elite game at its best. I would pay any admission to go and see the likes of the various uh, people going around at the moment in the women's game. Mm. 
Now, this year's theme of Women in League Round centres on the rugby league community recognising, celebrating and supporting women at all levels of the game to play your part to change the story. Now, Mm. is this the sort of ambition rugby league should have, though? Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the participation rate of women in rugby league is phenomenal. It's growing very quickly. It is growing quickly. It is. It is. Look, on paper, it should be encouraged, yes. Mm -hmm. But it's going to get pretty desperate if you've got a lot of kiddies wanting to play but nowhere to play. No, you're going to have to be playing at four o'clock in the morning. You're just selling them disappointment. You are. Mum, Dad, I want to play rugby league today. Well, you can't. Mm. Why not? Mm. There's nowhere to play. Mm. No, we can't do it. Now, cricket ran into this a little while ago when uh, I think T20 became very fashionable. Yes. And they just didn't have the ovals on which to play. That's right. That's so, right. yeah. you know, we get a version of the game like indoor cricket all the time. Yeah. You're going to have to fit it all into the space. Yeah. I'm not sure, though, again, I come back to, mm. I mean, live and let live. Yes. I mean, rather than rubbing out netball mm. uh, because for some weird idea that rugby league is going to take over the world, well, the only place it's taken over so far in all the years since 1908 mm. is Papua New Guinea. Yeah. Yes. Where it's uh, the national sport. Mm. So it's, a, it's one country has taken it up at that level in over 100 years, almost yeah. 120 years. Yeah. So uh, are you suggesting that Volandis' attention should be elsewhere? Well. That rather than trying to make rugby league the highest participatory game in w- w- amongst females, that he should be looking to internationalise the game. Two but that's things. not to say you can't do both things. Can I point out, maybe he should get refereeing under control? Yes, I mean, look at look at the home get, thing. I mean, get as your I said, own house in order. Thanks is what very much. You're as I said, it's all very well hobnobbing with a palace yeah. and fish knives and all that. So, or, you know, worrying about Bruno Mars or the Everest. But people are screaming at him: fix rugby league. Yeah, fix it up now. Yeah. Yeah. On that yeah. Yeah. matter. Yeah. On that matter, I did see that Joey Johns mm. has called for the return of two refs. Now, oh. people may not remember this, but several years ago, and don't hold me to attention. I'd say three years ago. Mm. There were two refs there were. officiating in each game. Yep. Now, when Volandis came in, it was a new broom. Mm. We're not going to be talking about refs. We're not going to be talking about decisions in rugby league. All we're going to do is concentrate on how great the game is. That was the Volandis view. That's right. So he got rid of one of the refs because he thought that they interacted poorly. They competed with each other. You know, look at me blowing, look at me blowing, look at me giving penalties. I blow better than you. Yeah, yeah. thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's right. So he says you couldn't make up the fiasco at the end of the Tigers-Cowboys game. But let's start talking about solutions because the system we have right now is broken and turning people off the game. Oh, mm. maybe a bit harsh that last bit. I mean, it's all very well for me and Roy to talk about people turning off the game, but, you know, Joey Johns is at the coalface of it, literally at the coalface of it. Yeah. Firstly, on the bunker, I recently read about the guy who introduced it, said they should never be allowed in play-by-play. So look where we got to. The banker should be used for try scoring. I think this is your point, Roy. Mm. And uh, that's it. And stay out of the general play. Yep. As I've said a thousand times before, and I'll say it again, the game is not played in slow motion. This is your point often. When you, we look at the tries, they should look at two or three times the real at the real speed and then make the call. That's not a bad that's idea. That's not a bad idea. Yes, I don't like slow-mos. If it looks like a try, the benefit of the doubt should go to the attacking team. Yes. Yes. Precisely. That, now, if someone is going to score a try and the ball comes in five millimetres away from his hand and then he gets his hand back on and pushes the ground. That's a try in my thinks, view. Yeah. I would go as far as to suggest that there may be, uh, that there are needs. Yes. 
to be an, there needs to be an agreement between the NRL and broadcasters not showing endless replays in super slow motion. That's right. Let's do it real That's time and get on with it. the game. Yes, so Sneezeby. I blame Sneezeby. Yeah. For that, instance, part of for that part of it, mm. yes, no, says, yes. I think we have to go back to two referees. We need one referee at the ruck whose whole brief is to control and manage the ruck. Yep. They don't have a whistle, so they can't blow penalties, but they can communicate with a senior or lead referee who can control the 10 metres, watch the markers and look out for foul play. There is just too much responsibility on the main referee right now. They're making all these different calls about surrender and dominant and everything else, six yep. again, etc. Yep. If we can have a second referee, we can eradicate the third man in who dives at someone's legs, etc. Yep, yep, all of that. I I agree. I I agree with a lot of that. See, I think what the bunker has done as well has made referees think, oh, well, this is too hard. Let's just send it off to the bunker. And as I understand it, they're being pestered by people in the grandstand who know bugger all about the game. That's right. They battle. That's right. You know, to do this, do that, do that. He's offside. Watch out for the 10. Look at Valentine Arms, et cetera. Too much pressure. Too much pressure. They don't need continuous chat. They don't. Russ of the Sunshine Coast points out, HG, says James Tamu challenged the kickoff as Holmes was in front of the halfway line when he kicked off. That's true. The bunker ignored this breach of the rules and the ref ignored Tamu's challenge. So, this court case is going to be a fascinating thing, isn't it? It is. So many questions. You know... Who paid who? Mm -hmm. In whose interest was it for the Cowboys to win? Eh? That's what you've got to ask. That's what you've got to ask. Mm. Mm. And, Roy, the runabouts uh, in Tiger Town, mm. what, what's the mood like over there? You know, I mean, you're close to the ground to the Tiger people. Disillusioned. 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 Yeah, even... Wherever I go, there's disillusionment mm. with people saying, I've given up on rugby league. Mm. I'm not going to watch rugby league anymore. Mm. I'm not going to play rugby league anymore. Well, I, I've got kids. My daughters are very keen to play rugby league. I'm not going to let them. Because of the because, corruption. Because of the corruption. Yeah, because there's people You cannot who, trust it. People, no leadership. The yeah. eyes off the ball, the eyes on the palace, the fish knives, the Bruno yeah. Mars, all yeah. that sort of rubbish. All of that, yeah. Yeah. It's you know. just, it's just uh, a trough with people in it doing illegal things and, and, and forgetting the basic tenets of the beauty of the game that rugby league once was. And it's hard to imagine, Roy, that this is Mick Stone. I mean, he's seen a lot of rubbish in his time. Oh, Mick's seen a hell of a lot of rubbish. He has to go back 30 years. Yes. I mean, there's been a lot of rubbish in between time. We haven't got time to list it all here. I mean, we'd be doing it, we'd be here till 12 o'clock tomorrow morning. No. But there's been a lot of rubbish, and to think that this is the worst incidence for 30 years is is a big call, big call. Yeah. Well, I'm prepared to say, as she, that it's the worst incident I have ever seen. In rugby league. The, the worst. worst incident I have ever seen. Right. You, even Les Boyd and, yeah, you know, Hoppawade, yeah. you know, his proctology yep, work, yep. all that, that sort of stuff. That was nothing compared to yeah. this because this corruption, this is corruption of the administration the of the, the game yeah, who that we're involved. seeing here. Yeah. That's what this is about. And you think there's a lobby inside rugby league that wants the Cowboys to get up. Yes. And now they've... And that wants to, wants to keep the, the West Tigers... Uh, they they might the have bottom. money on it. Money on them uh, getting getting the wooden, wooden spoon. spoon. Yeah. Well, I hadn't thought of That's that. That's how it looks. Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, uh, Bludging's back. Now, if you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222. 
0467920222 is the text number. And the old school way, RoyanHG at abc.net.au. RoyanHG at abc.net.au. And the following people have, Roy. Uh, Tom in Brisbane, HG, says if the apostles were around today, uh, in his view, they'd be playing rugby league. <laughs> I don't think that's controversial anymore, is it? I don't it? think that is controversial. I'm yeah. pretty sure they'd be playing rugby league. And, uh, you know, let's face it, they've almost got a team. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if we hadn't lost sure. one of them, yeah. you there, know, would sadly, be a team. there would be a team. Yeah. <laughs> and what a great half. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, this has come from Ian uh, in Melton. This is in Victoria. He says, uh, hello, HG and Roy, happy birthday. No, sorry, happy birthday and happy league. rugby league. How do they know it's our birthday? And do we all decent, hardworking Australians? Now, with August the 1st, the horse's birthday fast approaching, you referred to this. Yeah, tomorrow. It seems timely to write to you on a topic that sadly attracts far too little attention. That is harness racing. Oh, well, hang on a minute. Hang on. I heard with great pleasure HG make mention of harness racing in a recent program and I've waited since then hoping to hear more. Sadly, that has not been the case and indeed the lack of discussion of this important topic is seriously lacking in our national conversation. Uh, true. He true. wants I, more I'm harness racing. Look, <coughs> we try. We try, yeah. We try. We try. Whenever we try and find stories. You know, it might have been the We parts. try to get at least one or two harness racing, racing stories in, in every, every week. week. Yeah. We're a, a we can't in the do wilderness. more than that. Voice in the wilderness, though. I mean, in, in non-racing media, yeah. we don't see ourselves as racing media. I mean, if you're no, tuning in for tips in harness racing, you'll be sadly disappointed. You're not going to get them here. No. No. I'll try and up the game, though. Yeah. I mean, he is worried that... Uh, what, people don't like it? No, that kiddies are not taught the golden history of harness racing. How many school kiddies would, kiddies would know of the majestic Pale Face Adios or oh, the great wow. Hondo Grattan? I, look... I, I agree with you, Ian. None of them would. No. But I don't know what we can do about it. Yeah. You know, we, we've talked about Hondo Grattan and, and Paleface Adios until we're blue in the face. <laughs> we have. But we've got to talk about today's star. Yes. I think there might have been one. I want to say the King of Swing. That might be wrong. King but, of uh, Swing, great, yes. Great uh, raced in Young. Where is the heart of harness racing in uh, Young? In yeah, New well, South you see, Wales? you're very familiar with that part of the world. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, Young. This yes. is the axis of harness racing That's in the right. nation. That's right. And Tabcourt Park, Menangle. Yes. And we saw one night we were enchanted by the view from Globe Derby. <laughs> That's true. We were. Seemed to be mainly a West End sign. Yeah. Wasn't there a, a scene from Gawler that we... There probably that was it. a scene from Gawler. Mm. Oh, no, harness racing harness is racing. big, magical, big, 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 magical, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, you're not going to be blown over by the crowds. You're no. not. No, you can park so and if you look, want a quiet night, you and want to watch the car. The car what, a few Leishman lagers yeah. to go, you know, with it, yep. you know. You can sit great. in your car and... Honk the horn. Now, Mark's been in touch. He says, happy rugby league. Mm-hmm. Just an update on the aftermath of the visit to Wellington by the Hogs for the homeless a few years ago. Yes, all ears. Now, the Hogs helped put a new surface on the oval used we by a local that. team, the Wellington Cowboys. We, we covered that, that story. Yeah, yeah, we did. We reported Extensive. that in depth. <laughs> Too much depth. He says, unfortunately, since the resurfacing, the Cowboys' form has gone off the oh, cliff. Oh, no. 2022 has seen them win one game from 15 games played so far. One game. One game. How did they... He blames the hogs for this debacle. The decision to use a hybrid grass surface made up of cooch, buffalo and paspalum has been an unmitigated disaster. (laughs) And the top dressing left a lot to be desired. 
The word slipshod <laughs> springs to I mind. I don't like that. Freddie should stick to what he knows best, whatever that may be. Yeah. Wow, that's a story. What do you think of that uh, trifecta of grasses, though, as a rugby league I don't service? mind them. I, no, uh, it, uh, the coach I, finds I, it. I would have used cooch, paspalum and rye. Uh-huh. Rather than buffalo. Mm-hmm. Buffalo can be a bit it, coarse. It can, it can. It can yeah. actually be abrasive. You know, yeah, it can. If it you can. slide along it. Yeah. Mm. Although they might mm. have uh, new, soft. new softer variants. Yes. Um, uh, of, uh, well, you see, what worries grass. me is we're living in boom times for growing grass. We are. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what the Weather Bureau is thinking about the near future, mm. but by December we could be back in heatwave conditions. Could, we could. I think uh, in Canberra they've developed a Sir Walter, I want to say, buffalo grass. Which is a which sort of... Which is a little bit softer, less coarse. Right. Is it able Rockland. to be put on bowling surfaces as in lawn no, bowls? No. No, I don't think so. You need a much finer... You do. But Sir Walter was a great bowler. Was he? Yeah. Well, I made that up. Right. But, but there you go. Okay. Now, Greg's been in touch. He says, I noticed something in Friday night's Cowboy v. the Sharks game, 74th minute, a young Will Kennedy makes a break around the outside and which an eagle-eyed touch judge spots his boot marginally make contact with the sideline. This was noted by rugby league legend and clear bludging listener Steve Blocker-Roach with a well-deserved, on ya, touchy. Whoa! At last! At last, a, message, a bit of acknowledgement. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? That's great news. That is good news. And I'll tell you what, I think single-handedly your campaign to get more focus on the touchies is bearing fruit. I think it is. I agree that your winger, uh, you know, booster winger, is sort of fallen on deaf ears now because people have jumped on the touchies. They have. They have. Um, Now, this is from Gary from uh, New South Wales. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, he's a Queenslander in New South Wales. Oh, Lord, what a burden. Uh, The only origin explanation for Queensland success year after year, he says, is the honour and devotion shown to Queensland by their greatest and most loyal sponsor, Forex Beer. (laughs) Historically, what beer does New South Wales stand for? Tuies? Or is it VB? Maybe they could try their luck elsewhere with Swan Lager, Northern Territory Draft. Get the beer right and you get the result right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who would seek sponsorship from an interstate namesake that doesn't even know what origin is about? That's true, isn't I it? I know, I know. They were VB there for a while, they weren't they? Were. Victoria, well, what, does v, what does Victoria bit have anything to do with state of origin? I know. I know. Nothing. I, I agree with them about the 4X, though. I think that had to be yes. a great... Yes. You know, a great success story. And didn't for, they have a postcode on each of the players? They did. They yeah. did. And I thought that was a bit triad. But it then was. when they won. Nobody noticed it. Yeah, but when they won, I just thought, how good is that? Yeah. A little bit of exposure. That's right. Regional exposure. That's right. I think they had quite a big footprint of players coming up and down the uh, I'm sure they did. seaboard there. Yeah, I'm sure from, they did. But mm. th- there is an element of truth to that. And mm-hmm. maybe it's up to Freddie to settle the beer sit down with uh, well are there any New South Wales breweries anymore oh, I suppose they'd they have to be yeah you know I mean and for God's sake don't go the micro breweries that black yak stuff I mean you know forget all that well you're talking a foreign language exactly actually. I, I mean, don't know what yeah. you're talking black yak what are you talking about well you know craft beers craft beers no I mean I can't stand them we want the sort of beer you can just go into a pub and order one in a bloody schooner yeah. <laughs> that's made in New oh. South Wales 
Don't we? Those days are gone. Now, this comes from uh, Scott in Lakelands. Uh, I'd like to start... Happy Rugby League, he says to you and your children and your etc. I'd like to start by saying that the refs this weekend are wearing a jazzed-up shirt. Hmm. Not just the plain traditional yellow, but the diagonal lilac stripes as well. Are these available for purchase, he asks. Wow. Please see the, attack pic- uh, the attached picture. Oh, yeah. And while watching this Foxtel coverage and as part of the Women in League round, before the game there was a special about female ref Belinda Sharp. Yes. A behind-the-scenes look at the, at the day-to-day duties of our whistleblowers. Could we make this a permanent thing and have the eye of the Storm team follow the refs around with cameras 24-7, a reality show called The Bachelor Ref? Wow. Wow. The Bachelor Ref. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you're getting somewhere. Ref needs a wife or something. <laughs> That's not bad. Touchy. Touchy wants a wife. Or Touchy wants a partner. Better. That might be more inclusive. Mm, yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, Neil's been in touch. Says, I have an idea for a segment on the Eye of the Storm, if Sneesby ever gets his act together. Dude, the Eye of the Storm's taken over, isn't it? It has. People are very Pe- keen. Well, people, people are Pe- hungry people, for it. Yeah, hungry for it. Hungry, because yeah, they know the content. it's investigative. Yeah, investigative, and it's factual. You're factual. Mm. And it punches above its weight. It punches hard. I mean, it, it does what 60 Minutes used to do. Exactly. Exactly. What Four Corners used to do before it was taken over by left-wing bloody lunatics. Yeah, pinkos. And what Foreign Correspondent used to do. Yes. 30 years ago. 30 years or ago. 80 years yeah. ago, I forget which. That's right, when they had, a, you know, when they had courage and gumption and guts hmm. and didn't just toady left-wing nonsense. Cam Smith picks an NRL game each week. Yes. And becomes the second on-field umpire. This is his idea for the show, for the Eye of the Storm. He doesn't make calls, he just runs up and down the field telling blokes how to play up to the ref and, more importantly, heckles the on-field ref about uh, his or her decisions. Of course, he would be mic'd up the whole time so the viewer can listen. At the end of the match, Cam gives his Cam score based on the decisions he would have made during the match and how they would have affected the final score. For example, the bloody ref was stupid. That was a try. Don't worry about the forward pass, just let it go. Very much like uh, Gus Gould's style of commentating, he suggests. Well, I think that would be a fascinating thing. That would be. Would it get a bit tedious? I think it would. I think it's a oncer. I think it's a sort of novelty... Yeah. You see, people may have seen, uh, I think they mic'd up the Carlton player Wootering last week. Did they and really? He, he was, um, his opponent was the Grub, so it was a good get. Oh, know, they, yeah. Was the Grub wired up? The Grub wasn't wired up, oh. but you got the idea that Grub was up to his usual act. Good. Tricks. Yep. The Grub took a great mark, incidentally, in this match. But anyway, there was a lot of great detail, good. you know, about, you know, how Wootering deploys the backs and yep. the defensive you know, positions of players right. and stuff like that, and while dealing with the grub, shoving him in the head and all that sort of oh. stuff. It was great. And the grub wants to move on, but sadly no one else does because no. they love what he brings to the football. That's right. Didn't he say he was going to try and stamp out a bit of grubbism from his game? No. Well, I think that's true, but so far no evidence. No evidence, no. right. Okay. Up to the usual bag of tricks. Okay, good. Uh, Andrew says, happy rugby leg. Uh, in 1786, the first power loom was designed and built by Edmund Cartwright. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. 
This invention would reshape the production of textiles and leave in its wake thousands of unemployed, skilled hand weavers. Mm -hmm. While the social impacts of the invention took decades to be realised, the impact of the new Ford Pass technology on our beloved touchies could happen overnight. (laughs) As you know, the man of feathers has promised that this gizmo will eliminate errors from our game by determining whether a pass has gone forward. But answer me this. How can a computer differentiate between a Ford Pass and a pass that goes backwards out of the hands but drifts forward? Have we lost faith in our touchies to be able to look at a pass, calculate its trajectory and utilise their whistle accordingly? A more unsettling concern is that the technology just won't stop at the Ford Pass. Once it's been implemented, I feel there's nothing to stop it from calling things like where the ball went out from a kick-off or kick for touch or from where a conversion attempt was successful. I'm a reasonable man, a quiet Australian who does not easily jump to conclusions, but what will we find left of our touchies at the bottom of this slippery slope? The only logical conclusion is that the touchy is soon to be an endangered species. All that's holding them from certain extinction, extinction is the algorithm's ability to determine if a player has gone into touch. In light of this, I suggest we begin a movement to save our touchies. SOT. Yeah. Now, yeah. can I ask... Haven't we almost got to this point already? Yes. If last weekend's anything to anything go by. Anything to go by, yeah. You know, the bunker. See, the touchies wouldn't have made that error. No, they wouldn't have. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't have. have. No, it's just impossible you for know, them to do it. Yes. They're not. I mean, the bloke in the middle should have looked across at his touchies, yeah. you know. And did you see anything? Check there. Nothing to see here. <laughs> exactly. Nothing yeah. to see here. Game over. Mm. Mm. Blow that whistle, ref. Again. <laughs> uh, now, this comes from Jenny. Mm-hmm. A while ago, I was watching a super rugby game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brumby's halfback, Nick White, scooted around a ruck, planted the ball, was awarded the try and then celebrated. The bunker quickly informed the ref that there'd been a blatant knock-on by White, which was obscured from the ref's view, and the try was disallowed. As they walked back to set the scrum, the ref said to White, you should have told me, Nick. In other words... The ref thought White had a moral responsibility to come clean. Oh, Lord. That's a big ask, isn't it? I mean, these are rugby players. Yeah. I mean, you might find that in rugby league, yeah. but you'd never find that in rugby. Yeah, would People just want to win at all costs. Yeah. This got me wondering how an, ordain, how an ordained moral code might work in rugby league. Well, see, I've said for so long that winning's your enemy. Yeah. In all of these oh, issues. In all these you issues. Just You've want, done it you want win. conceptual rugby league. I like the idea. You, know, you play until the sun goes down, and then yep. it's the best of three. Best of three. That, that, well, that that was suggested, suggested by people the other week. When a multiple player dust up is broken up, there is one player lying groggy on the ground. One of his opponents challenge, uh, immediately says to the ref, "I cannot tell a lie. It was me who decked him." And the ref replies, "Well, I should be you, but because of your honesty, it's just a penalty." Do you think that's how it would work in reality, though? Well, I'm not sure. Another example, a winger scores in the corner after an iffy pass. The ref is about to award the try when the winger says, in all conscience, I can't claim that. The pass was marginally forward, ref. The try is disallowed, but under the ordained moral code, the player receives a credit bank of a few thousand points, which can be used as an offset should he ever appear before the judiciary. (laughs) What do you think? Well, I like the last bit. I think the last. I think the got, last bit is workable. Yeah, workable. <laughs> yeah. The only thing is, how much is a acknowledgement of forward pass worth? Is it worth fifty thousand credit points? Yeah, or five credit points? Yeah. Do you yeah. know what well, I mean? Well, that would have to be de- determined by mm-hmm. a, a committee. <laughs> yeah, 
And you know how well yeah. the laws of rugby are administrated, yeah. don't you? Sure, sure, sure. We may get an answer by the end of next year. I, ju- I just worry how, you know, coaches like Bellamy might try to exploit this sort of thing. Bludging <laughs> <laughs> on the Blind Side is again sponsored by the Tony Archer Whistling School. Blow like a pro. Uh, this is Bludging on the Blind Side, and uh, you're with Roy and HG. And uh, remember a while ago, Roy, we were very disdainful and quite correctly so of Kevin Walters wanting to be the coach of the Broncos. Mm. You know, our view he was. He wore that sign, didn't he? Yeah. Give us a job. Hire me, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And your view was go away, Kevin. They don't want you. They don't want you, yeah. Now, weird old game rugby league because um, <clears throat> Brisbane coach Kevin Walters has cinched or clinched. A $50,000 performance bonus for leading the Broncos back to the finals and more financial gold awaits if he delivers a top four finish. Wow. So Brisbane's drive from wooden spooners to title contenders uh, has activated financial bonuses in the Walters contract as he pairs, prepares for a clash against West Tigers, obviously, as uh, talked about earlier. Walters was handed a 12-month extension in March. Under the terms of his deal, the Broncos coach had a few clauses inserted that treated triggered fiscal rewards for Brisbane hitting key performance indicators. Right. An additional twenty five grand sweetener looms if Walters can maintain Brisbane's place in the top four to the run of the finals. Isn't that good for Kevy? It is. It's Isn't great. That great for Kevy. I hope Reynolds gets uh, part of that money because no. Reynolds has been doing the coaching. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, and Reynolds is the brains. Well, he's brains, brains and, coach. and coach. He's yeah. a captain coach, yeah. essentially. Yeah. And Haas punches a hole. Yes. And it's a very simple game, really. Yeah, well, uh, ex- exactly. And I'm sure, you know, I don't want to put words in Reynolds's mouth, but I'm sure he'd be saying to the blokes, don't listen to Boxhead. No. no. You just no. follow me. Yeah. This is what we're going to do, okay? It doesn't matter what he says, this yeah. is what we're going to do. Yeah. And we're going to win. Mm. <laughs> it has been a remarkable turnaround, hasn't it, though? They... Well, yeah, it coincides with Reynolds. Remember how rubbish oh, no, they were last year without I know. Reynolds? I know. I know they I had Walters there as yeah. coach, remember? <laughs> and now they've got Reynolds. Yeah, and they're winning. And they're winning. Mm. Now That's where the performance, I mean, they're not idiots. The, the Broncos bored, are they? No, I suppose not. I, I, I've got to be honest, though. Sometimes I wonder whether appointing Kevy was such a great idea. Oh, appointing yeah. Reynolds was a great oh, idea. Oh, great. That was yeah. brilliant. Whose mm. idea was that? <laughs> Somebody on the board. Mm. Now, speaking of some of the incidents this week, uh, Canterbury captain Josh Jackson has leapt to the defence of Corey Waddell after the uh, back row was banned for five You remember Corey Fingers in, got him up to the second knuckle yeah. into the uh, – you know, obviously Tino Titan or Titan Tino's, um, you know, eyes. Yes. Waddell was referred straight to the judiciary. The panel found him guilty of making dangerous contact. Mm. Jackson said there was no intent or malice in the tackle. No, of course not. Now, he's pretty disappointed with the result. He'll miss most of the rest of the season. It's a tough one for him. I was hopeful he would get off and they take into account the fact that he probably wasn't seeing what he was doing and his hand was on the other side of Tino's face, yeah. you just have to accept the decision. I think most people watch rugby league understand there was no intent. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Waddell's banned and the injury to Raymond. Uh, so he, he didn't know what he was grabbing. He no, that's right. He, All he knew is that it's the back of the head there. Yeah. So I don't know what's on the other side. Mm. <laughs> Could be anything. Could be anything. Could be an orange. Yeah. Mm. Now, Could be anything. Can I ask? Is that what that, that, that would have been his argument? Yeah, it could have been. Did anything. you know it was the back of his head? Well, yeah, 
But I didn't well, know. What did what... you imagine was on the other side? Oh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, can I ask, is this standard practice for people like captains to come out and defend players like that? Or would you like to see, as the correspondent suggested, let's say you had 50,000 points in the bank. Ah, for, for owning up to... Previous misdemeanors. Previous misdemeanors. Yeah, and I, could I spend hit him. I, I, yeah, I didn't score the try. I knocked on. Yeah, yeah. so you build up a bank of points. It's not and, a bad idea. So, yeah. but, but as I was suggesting before, HG, you get a coach like Bellamy who's going to exploit this. He's going to say, all right, you blokes, I want you to be honest this week. I want you to own up to, own up to everything. everything. I don't care if we lose. Mm. I want you to own up to everything, okay? No worries. And so you build up a fair bank and then Bellamy's going to say, all right, you've got 50,000 points, you're all right. You've got 50,000 points. I want the pair of you to take out such and such and such and such and I don't want them finishing the game. You understand? (laughs) And you're not going to – there'll be no consequences because you've got 50,000 points. points. in the bank. Yep. Now, he'd do that. That's oh, I know, coaching. I know, I know, I know. Well, I exploit six again. Yes, I know. Hmm. Now, Waddell's ban and injury to Raymond Faitala Mariner means young gun Jackson Topine, now this is the name to remember. Topine. Topine will earn his first start of the season against the Knights this weekend. The hyped, I haven't heard the big raps on the 20-year-old has earned big raps as mentioned and played eight first games last season. It's been in a long season, Topine said. I was all the way... Back down in the twenties in round two, so it's been a long road back to first grade. Isn't wow, that great? Isn't that great? And there are big raps on this kitty. Enormous raps. Mm. I mean, the uh, eight first grade games last season. I can't remember any of them. No, not that I watch the dogs all the time, but that be that as right. it may. Enormous raps. Yeah, Suwali esque raps. Really? Mm. That good? Oh yeah, incredibly good. All right. Well, that's one to watch. It certainly is. Now, can I just change codes for a minute? Yep. And come to a problem the AFL's got, which is to do with players being able to drop into tackles and force the tackler to hit him around the head. Ah, penalty pullers. <laughs> yep. Tony Hearn types. In the AFL. Now, yeah. this has been going on for some time and normally the movies are associated with Joel Selwood from the Geelong Cats, but now there are... I don't mean to say a lot of other players who seem to be caught in the same area, the latest being the uh, the boom recruit for the Pies, uh, Ginevan. Yep. Now, Jack Ginevan, wait for it, AFL legend Lee Matthews yep. said he felt so sick and disturbed after watching Jack Ginevan not receive a free kick on Sunday night that he couldn't sleep, Gee. declaring the fabric of the game is being attacked. Now, Lee Matthews, Lee would, Matthews would didn't get a week tu- of sleep. No, would have to be the toughest player, I think. I mean, people have discussed this yeah. ever to play AFL in the in the current era, in yeah. the modern era. Yeah, yeah. He can't sleep now because the fabric of the game is being attacked. Right. He launched a rare, extraordinary, passionate tirade yeah. at the AFL on the a, a three AW's um, companion program, Sports Day. Uh, <clears throat> you know, focusing on. Essendon defender Mason Redman wasn't penalised for a high tackle on Collingwood's Ginevan. Right. To my eyes, it looked as though there was a moment where Ginevan fell into it and looked as though he copped it high, but then the tackle went on and he ended up in a headlock, which I thought was a bit, you know, he wore a lot to get nothing. 
Yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Many yeah. footy commentators. I assume a headlock is illegal. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Now, many footy commentators and fans on Sunday were flabbergasted when the umpire called play on after Redmond's tackle on Ginneman during the early stage of the Collingwood thrilling post-siren win over Essendon. Right. So the AFL released a statement on Monday night confirming a free kick should have been paid, so the, um, oh. the umpire got it wrong. Right. But for Redmond's second action, that's as described. Oh, the headlock. So, yeah, the headlock. So the first bit, you know, taking him high, that was okay according to the AFL. The second bit where he got in the headlock wasn't. Yeah. The league said Ginevan was responsible for the initial high contact dropping his body and made contact but added the free kick should have been awarded uh, to the magpie because Redmond continues with the tackle in an unreasonable manner. Yes. Now, <clears throat> yep. speaking on sports day, Matthews, you've got to remember, four-time premiership coach, four-time premiership player. Yep. Uh, now, he said the support support the tackler lobby had won a significant battle, but I hope they haven't won the war. It's only one free kick, but it's symbolic free kick that's showing us where the game is. I think the people running the AFL and the umpiring said, oh, yeah, it was probably a free kick. Of course it was a free kick. It's been a free kick for the last 100 years, uh, and he hopes it'll stay a 100, you know, free kick yes. for the next 100 years. The fabric of the game is being attacked in my view. I'm so disturbed. I've calmed down a little bit. I couldn't sleep Sunday night. Thinking about it. Right. It's symbolism. It just disturbs me. Yep. Matthew said every other player in the competition would have got a free, et cetera. Okay. So a referee uh, has got to determine whether someone has ducked ducked the head to pull the penalty. Mm-hmm. Or, or they deserve. Or, they des- or the person or, who <laughs> clobbers him on the head should be penalised. Or the bloke who ducks the head trying to get the penalty should be penalised themselves. So the bloke that hits him in the head gets the free. Correct. So it's very complex. It's very complex, isn't it? And you remember, it's got to be made in that sort of decision. Oh, that's that's a very difficult one, isn't it? Well. I often think uh, your taller players are disadvantaged in this regard. (laughs) You You would. Because it's very hard to get down under the head of a little bloke. And they know. And they know. They yeah. know. They, they do that all the time. And there's one and where they... And they duck and all sorts of things. They're they? able to lift the arm yeah. and then your, the attacking arm then goes yes. up around the head, That's you know. right. Tweet. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So I think uh, special dispensation should often be given for the your taller players. Your taller players should be able to get away with a lot more head work <laughs> than your shorter players. <laughs> Rugby league is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. I mean, I I really believe controversy is the lifeblood of games. You know, I mean, you're talking about, you know, the problems up in Townsville, but look how much copy and how much focus it's thrown on Yes. The refereeing and the adjudicating of particularly rugby league, yes. and the issues that involved in the, you know, the spear tackle and the, mm. you know, the clash of heads and the yes. know, ongoing. It's all yeah. grist to the mill. It is. It is. So I suppose the great thing about this, Ginevan, you know, mm. the, the Matthews defence of the Ginevan and your support of taller players, mm. it. Go- <laughs> Comes back to being great copy for sport. Yes, I suppose. And so, because Lethal Lee, he was a short player. He was a short player. You know what I mean? But he was. Well, they're getting away with it all the time. He was getting away with it all the time. He got away with it. Lethal Lee, people are still smart enough to episodes with Lethal Lee. He wasn't called Lethal Lee for For nothing. nothing. 
Now, mm. Lethal Lee had a big go about the Tasmanian incident or issue. Oh, yes. The now, ta- Tasmanian team? Yes, the Tasmanian team, yeah. Mm. So you would like to see a Tasmanian gain, gain an AFL licence. Good. But he's becoming, some of the talk is becoming too much. He says, I hope Tasmanian team gets a licence, but I'm a little bit annoyed. I feel like saying, can you cut the crap? Alistair Nicholson, another commentator who's supporting Tasmania, said on the weekend the abandonment of Tasmania would be an absolute national sporting disgrace. Yes, it would. for an AFL team. Yes. It would make a difference to Tasmania. I don't think it would make a difference to the rest of Australia. Even Brendan Gale, boss of the Tigers, mm. said we don't have to have it. We'll be on the wrong side of history. I mean, seriously, there are some people who are really keen on Tasmania getting a team. That's fine. But it's not the be-all and end-all of what's happening in the footy world, I would have thought. Well, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. What are the other big issues? Yeah, apart from Lethal Lee and the short blokes. <laughs> well, the murderer. Oh, the murderer, of course. The murderer. And the replacement of the murderer. Yeah, well, he's got very cute Is still going to be Josh Frydenberg? Yeah. Or is he taking up some other job? He's got some other job, I think, with a finance company. Has yeah, he? Yeah, pays him more. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. He might be wrong about that, but let's say he has. Let's say he has. Okay. Now, the difficulty here is, is that in terms of having teams, mm. I mean, you know, there's nobody seriously making another offer of a team? Question mark. Right. I mean, uh, Western Australia wanting a third team. Is the Northern Territory unlikely to be mm. able to do it? I mean, they've got enough teams. They've got uh, two yeah. in Queensland now. You wouldn't yeah. think there were any more interest there. Yeah. But so Tasmania is the growth area. Look, but, I, I think there is a an elegant solution. We might have discussed this before. I'm, I'm a little uncertain, HG, but, but the Gold Coast Suns hasn't worked. So send them to Tasmania? Send them to Tasmania. Yeah. The Tasmanian Suns. <laughs> they keep the same colour and everything, I mean. No, no one would know. No one would no, no. Where are you playing? <laughs> oh, I've got to go to Tasmania. What are you doing down in Hobart? Having a kick of footy. <laughs> yeah, is, that right? is that on? Yeah. Mm. I mean, you could just make it low-key to begin with. Oh, you could make it very low-key to begin with. To begin with. Tell it's nobody. Just that, well, tell nobody. And people just start to notice, hey, how come the Suns are playing in Tasmania, Tasmania. every second week? Six Again is a collection of Rugby League's jazz classics. 24 great tunes that capture the magic of the greatest game of all. From the Katoni Stags Trio, featuring Matt Dufty on flute. Out now on Monster Music, the Blindside label. Now. I noticed um, <coughs> Graham of Wagga has been in touch, HG. He's suggesting for New South Wales Blues that Reshers would be the beer to uh, yeah, be, but be the sponsor. The thing is, let's stick with it. Yeah. See, because, you know, as you point out, you know, they've lost an opportunity here of 40 years of state of origin. Yeah. And um, You mean it's too late? Well, We've got to stick with VB if VB's the one, even though it's oh, wrong. I think that's what I'm suggesting. Yeah. There's no point if somehow we could... I mean, be, Reshers may have no interest in supporting no, may, the Blues no, yeah, because no, they don't win enough. Yeah. That, <laughs> there might be that issue. Yeah. they got no spirit. There, maybe. And I, I don't know, you know, what the, the status is of the Reshers yeah. company anymore. I don't know yeah. if it's... It's still existing. You can't, you can't get Reshers DA anymore. There used to be dinner ale. But... Imagine Reshers being associated with a lot of people who put on plastic wigs. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Is yeah. that what they want? Is well, that their maybe image? Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. No. Maybe they maybe. don't. Now, but, you, but maybe you know, it's up to can uh, I say also, Freddie to reach out to the Reshers people and just say, come on board. Do we, can we talk? Yeah, can we talk? Can That's we right. talk? Yeah. Now, in the Without past, offending the VB people, if they're still associated with it, I'm not sure. 
but you don't want to offend them. No. I mean, do it quietly. Maybe they're And then when the government. deal's done, just whisper to VB, sorry, go back to Victoria because <laughs> here we are with Regis. Now, in the old days, you know in pubs they used to have drawings oh, yes. on the walls. They and, did. They, and like surfboat crews or, you know, yeah. people doing plain darts. And well, they were well, often no, well, well, your Rush's, your, your Rush's dinner rail used to have people dressed in tuxedos with bow ties. Wow. Upmarket. Upmarket. No, what I was trying to get to, yeah. these pictures of sporting things were ads for beers and mm-hmm. I always thought that they were Rush's that they were advertising. I may be wrong about that. I'm it's sure they were. Like, I'm sure they were. Yeah. But uh, Rush's used to have... Not only dinner ale, they used to have something else, didn't they? Didn't they have something in silver bullets or something? Oh, yeah. later on, yeah. 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 Uh, in a yeah, silver but can. I don't know. It's a, but it's a long time since I've seen her. So you've got a stick. You've got a stick. You've got a stick, I know. Mm. I know. So 4X might be rubbish, but they've stuck with, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm know, sure 4X is rubbish. <laughs> 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 now, coming back to the issue of the I week. I mean, rest would be better than 4X, wouldn't it? Right, if you're a blue. Yeah, and it's certainly New South Wales. Yeah. And we could doctor a lot of old footage and write wrestlers on the players. <laughs> yeah, over the VB bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, this is the, the Chiefs in, uh, in uh, Birmingham, I think, this chief sporting writer for the Nine newspaper. Oh, yes. R- lovely column. No sport is immune to refereeing controversy. This is back to the issue of the week. Mm. As long as humans are making decisions, there will always be, always be human error. Fair enough. Match officials also need to be respected. I'd argue, this is the chief arguing, no sport makes its officials wear ugly abuse more than tennis. Oh, we can yeah. essentially say anything to the chair umpire with impunity or a paltry fine. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that they're going to find uh, spectators for shouting at the chair umpire. They might. Is there any evidence that that's happening in Birmingham? I mean, if it's curious, then he does get fined. Yes, he does. Now, in rugby league, the blowtorch needs to be applied to the administrators. Fair enough. We agree with this entirely. Yes. To keep adding or changing the rule book. Instead of solving problems, they make more. When the rugby league is played, it's at its best. It's a free-flowing, at its free-flowing best without pedantic over-officiating, mm. there is no sport like it. Witness Origin 3. The problem is fans have diminishing confidence in the result being determined by the players. Yes. Now, that's apropos of your, oh, honestly, yeah. Ref, I knocked it on there. Can you give us a few points in the bank? Mm. I've got that head high hanging over me. <laughs> I think I'll be able to get out if you give us 10 more. Uh-huh. Now, uh, listen to the radio uh, suggested abandoning the bunker and captain's challenges for the matches between teams out of the finals contention. Oh. No, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. And just return so, to good old-fashioned free-flowing rugby league. Yeah, to see how it goes. With no slow-mos buttering no it up. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. That's right. Now, I was trying to find me Well, char- that would be a breath of fresh air. It would. I was trying to find me Road to Glory, which right. I can't quite work out if there's any matches that qualify for this uh, innovative way of dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's to- West Tigers playing? No, they're, they're playing, playing Brisbane, aren't they? Yeah, somebody important, yes, as in important right. to the important uh, to Kevy <laughs> and his bonus. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of that, that'll be the Reynolds money. We could call that. The Re- <laughs> Can I ask? Um, mm. Apart from the great success of Australia at the Commonwealth Games, and remember, we've got eight gold medals already. Well, probably more now. They. Is that uh, now or are they in bed? I think they're in bed. Okay. I could be wrong about that. I get a bit confused with Birmingham time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, 
do they have an actual future? I know the next uh, Commonwealth Games is coming to Shepparton in uh, Victoria. That's right. And it's going to be spread around. Spread around a bit, yeah. yep. Avoiding Shepparton carefully, as it turns out. <laughs> That's but, right. You know, were the only losers. I think yeah, every other, God, every other, every other got town something. in Victoria has got something, yeah. including Swan Hill. That's right. Um, what are we getting out of it, though? Is it just... Commonwealth Games. Yeah, you know, is it... Well, yeah. well, we get... Um, well, what do we get? We get a lot of gold medals. Yeah, I know. I understand that. That's why we go. We do, we do pretty we, well. That's why we stay. That's why we stay. Prince Charles was talking to a couple of our team members after he uh, had opened the Games HG, and uh, he said that uh, every other team was terrified of the Australians. Terrified? Terrified. Mm. And I think that's true. And isn't that where we want the other Commonwealth countries we to be? We certainly do. We want them to be terrified of us. Terrified. You yeah. know, places, so, like, <coughs> you know, places like Kiribati. We want them terrified. We want them shaking in their boots, don't we? Is Kiribati part of the Oh, I don't know. Let's, let's say let's it is. Say this. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Yeah. Commonwealth See, countries, I mean. See, what what relevance is there? Can I can I point out the Northern Ireland have won bronze? Now, I'm not sure yeah. in what event it How'd was. How'd they get that? Exactly. Exactly. Is it Was it deserved? Was it examined? What was it mm. in? Pistol shooting? Something where wow. you're sitting down? Yeah. Now, speaking of the shooting, one great thing well, about India, it. Well, that's India, isn't it? But they're not they're in the India. Commonwealth, aren't no, they? They well, should be. Yeah. Where it gets weird because we lost a number of Commonwealth countries yeah. this year. People but who they said, still stay on paper Commonwealth countries, don't they? As I understand it, there are more Commonwealth countries out of the system that we operate under right. than are in it. If you, if you understand oh. what I mean. There's more. How many countries were, I mean, there are about 70-odd countries involved, aren't there? There's about 70-odd countries. So there used to be 140-odd, were there? No, uh, the other way round. Uh, what oh, I there thinking, used to be 35. Yeah, yeah. There used to be 70 involved in Under the Flag, The Sun Never Sets, all that rubbish. Oh, yeah. Queen, Victoria in those sure. days. Now we're down to Elizabeth. Uh, well, you know, yeah, we're down to Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, so what happens now is a lot of pl- players, a lot of, Countries have gone their own way. They become independent of that system and to set up their own, understandably, understandably, yes, modern world. Yeah, you know they don't want to be part of. They don't want to be part of. They they, they don't want to have a. They don't want to have to kowtow to the queen. That's right, and have a foreign head of state. Foreign head of state. That's right. They simply like Australia does. Yeah. Well, I know. Now, don't get me started. Now, uh, then we uh, have. What about Fiji? Do Fiji still? Have the Queen appoint a Governor-General? I don't know. I know. This is a, a running sore with you, isn't it? What it happens is. in Fiji? What happens in Fiji? A Governor-General. Yeah. Uh, well, I, see, I thought it all fell apart when might have been Timothy Bavandra was sacked by Sidavani Rambuka oh. and he went to England to see the Foreign Minister or the Prime Minister to argue that Britain should get involved in resolving the constitutional crisis, and they didn't. Yeah. They left it to the Governor-General at the time, Ratu Sukamasisi Mara might have been his name, and I don't know what's happened since then. <laughs> That's a great memory. <laughs> well, I great don't memory. know. I know. I know. It is extremely difficult. But they're to... there. They're there. Marching part around. Part of the Commonwealth family. Yeah. Family. That's right. It's, it's that's family right. now, isn't it? It is family. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But, but how many countries have stayed loyal to the Commonwealth ideal of having your head of state appointed by Great Britain like Australia has? Now, 
Can I argue? Are we the only ones left? Well, we're pretty close to the only ones left. Now, can I argue? And New Zealand, that if, probably. If that was the case, mm. I reckon all the others who have done something else should be put yeah, to one side. Well, should be those who are, have the Queen as the head of state. So we don't about. That's the call of three countries. <laughs> so England, we... New Zealand, and Australia. That that's uh, it. Uh, It'd be a better competition. <laughs> <laughs> the Rugby League Party allows people to dream, allows people to feel safe, guarantees public housing and full employment and the certain promise of a certain future. Next time you vote, vote one. Rugby League. Uh, one well, final well, According thing. to Dave, our producer, H, she yes. looks like Fiji now elect or appoint their own head of state. Well, they so they're not in the Commonwealth They can't be part of the Commonwealth. They can't be part of the Commonwealth. No. We're, we're well, what are they ro- doing there? They've got to have rule, Troy. I mean, there's no point running this show. I mean, is the Commonwealth anybody... real or isn't it? Well, I'm starting... That's the question, isn't it? Yeah, I'm starting to think it wasn't or isn't real. Isn't real, no. It was something once. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can argue there wasn't a very good thing, but, you know... Well, you could argue it was a great thing. By the way. But it's not what it once was. Now... Look, can we finish up with the yeah. idea? Mm. I know you were disappointed with the f- final episode of Neighbours. Well, I was. No reference to rugby league. Memorable scenes from the history of Neighbours will be used to help entice British TV viewers into booking a holiday down under oh, yes. when the final episode goes to air uh, in the UK on Friday night. Now, I think it might have been last night. Yep. Tourism Australia has partnered with Neighbours Production Company to, on a one-off 30-second commercial which will air during the 90-minute final episode on Channel 5 in the UK. The ad mixes memorable series scenes from the program's history into a Tourism Australia existing Don't Go Small, Go Australia campaign. Oh, yes. Not sure how that works, but... Be Don't Go way. Small, Go Australia? Yeah. I don't who know came that. up with that? The same people who probably came up with, with Where the where Bloody Hell Are You? Uh, showcases I, some s- countries' iconic locations. Mm-hmm. In homage to the show, the end frame will use the show's instantly recognisable font for the word Australia. Gee, that's a great get, isn't it? Isn't that it? font. Now. Oh, man. It's desperate, isn't it? It's not going to work, is it's it? It's not. You no. just know it's not no. going to work. Yeah, just nothing. All it needs is, is a, you know, a decent, hard-working Aussie just to say, look, come and visit us because it's great here. Yeah. <laughs> That would do. That yeah. would do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or that's all it needs. Or with a couple of shots of you know rugby league. Yes. <laughs> yes, the Nathan Cleary <laughs> well, spear tackle, something yeah. like that. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, now Fiji and Jamaica are in. Jamaica is in the two twenty-two Commonwealth Games HG. That's official. But Jamaica must have their – I don't know if they appoint their own head of state or not. Remember when – was it uh, Prince William Well, they went Kate out there. went over there went and, there and, and said, everyone gobbed off on them? Yeah. <laughs> told them to get they out? They said get out, yeah. yeah. You're not no, welcome they were very here. good. Yeah, very good. But then there was a couple of gags and people yeah, got yeah, over Yeah, sure. Said, but I wasn't sure they were told to, being told to bugger off No, no, because they, they were there as the head of a, state or yeah, – Well, that was one of those things where the uh, – Oh, is it the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, if yeah. I've got the right yeah, that's the title? They went out there to farewell Jamaica on ah, their own. Ah, that, that was a handing over ceremony. Of course. Mm. They weren't there just they weren't filling there. up space. They weren't there for a holiday. <laughs> no, no. They can go to Australia no. <laughs> or watch neighbours. Um, right. No, it is difficult, though. And I've got to understand, or I've got to try and understand is 
<clears throat> let's say it costs $10 yeah. to stage these games, mm-hmm. do we get $20 back? Oh, do you know what I mean? question. You know, or is it a sop yeah. to sort of the idea that Australians need something to do in the middle of a footy season yeah. because they can't be blood watching head high tackles and people. Well, well, seven must. Uh, I mean, seven aren't stupid. No, they've, they've paid some money to have the right to show it. Yeah. So they must think they're going to get some viewers. And I would say that by and large, Australians like seeing Australians win. Well, that's true. And you're guaranteed with the Commonwealth Games that Australia's going to do a fair bloody bit of winning. And make the rest of the world look Look stupid. stupid. Yeah, because in lane eight, the person hasn't even turned and it's only 100 metres. That's right. I know. I mean, I'm not talking about Eric Musambani style here. I'm talking about the final. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know. And and if people do like watching an exhibition of a man kicking a sick dog hour after hour after hour after <laughs> hour and being rewarded with gold medals for yeah. it, Tune then in. you're going to love it. Yeah. And Bruce is there. <laughs> and Bruce is there to call yeah. it. Oh, yeah. you kicked him again. And the Aussies kicked him again. Yeah, and he's kicked him again. <laughs> I, I'm not giving this dog much chance. He's kicking it. Yep, he's gone in with a boot once more. Behind the ear this time. That surprised him. And this time up the date. Now he's kicking him in the guts. Now he's flattening his head. Now, you, you see what yeah, it's People cetera. love it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back with more Commonwealth Games update. Same time, same place. If you feel as though you've just wasted two hours of your life, Don't know how to get them back. You can when you listen to the podcast. That will be available in a few minutes' time as soon as we pull up stumps here. Anyway, in the meantime, thanks for bludgeoning with us on The Blind Side. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app. Hello sports fans, Patrick Stack here from ABC Sport Daily. If you like stories on sport and you like them as frequently as possible, then we're probably going to get along. It's hard to make an apples to apples comparison. On our new podcast, we're breaking down one story in depth each episode in under 15 minutes. I hope she's okay. When someone says they want to leave, you respect their decision. It's a mixed type of sporting goodness delivered directly to you via the magic of the internet. They're obviously a club that has a massive leadership void and it's been Exposed. It's the sports context, analysis and conversation you really didn't realise you really, really want. Will he hold on to his seat next year? It's going to be interesting to find out. ABC Sport Daily. It's your daily sports conversation.